Hey guys. All right. We're back again for another episode of Happily Never After. What? What? Episode um, nine. Episode nine. This is crazy. We are killing it with this. Let Totally. me just tell you. Like Oprah, Ellen, we're waiting. Absolutely. We just be waiting. We just be waiting. <laughs> Come find us. All right, so we are going to bring you today another Hallmark Winterfest. Because it's just, it's too good. It is too good to stay away from people. (laughs) So this one is called Frozen in Love. This is a brand new movie, y'all. Very much like Love on the Slopes that we just brought you as well. Yes, it feels very fresh. So this one is, um, so this is another one where we have, I wouldn't call her a child actor. Mm. Yeah, she's, she was in She's All That. So if you remember that one with Freddie Prinze and uh, R.I.P. Paul Walker. Oh, he was so, yeah, such a good looking man. Um, But she was in a bunch of like preteen teen movies before she was in She's All That. Was she? Okay, so we're talking about Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook, Um, who was straight up Becky in (laughs) Tom and Sawyer, which we're going to bring up. Because it's okay. this whole big thing in this movie. And it's oh. just like, straight up, really, people? Oh, I didn't even know. That's original. Robin's part. Um. Okay, I was, like, in love with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> oh, and, like, my gosh. half the movies he was in, Rachel Lee Cook was in. So she was in that group of the child actors. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, so Home Improvement. Definitely okay, got it. child actors, but not, like, sitcom child actors. No, no. She wasn't, like, an everyday-on-your-screen type of person. And then we've got guy who looks good in decent lighting, um, his Niall. name is, yeah, Niall Mater, Mater, although his last name spells matter. <laughs> yeah. They call him Niall Mater. So yeah. that's fine. He's like Toe Mater, you know? He's, like Toe Mater. He's Larry the Cable Guy's cousin. You was there too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I watch a lot of Mater's Tall Tales oh, with my son. We so totally do too. Yeah. We're rocking it. We love that. We were talking Burn about this candle. Yeah, we were talking about that in the bath tonight. So funny. Nice. All right. I do want to say, though, that as we're pulling this up, Rachel Lee Cook is also the executive producer. She's not just. So snaps to that. Absolutely. Two snaps in a a Z formation. Um, So great. I'm glad that she is more than just the actress. The actress. (laughs) Did I just call her an actress? I I have no idea. (laughs) I don't know what happened there. Um, Synopsis. Synopsis. Do you want me to do it? Sure. Okay. So, yeah, we didn't decide this at all. Um, We're recording more than one in a night here, so we're just, uh, we're rolling on with this, and we made no plans. Caffeine and essential oils have brought to you (laughs) this episode. Absolutely. A little bit of rum in my coffee, I will admit. There's something in mine. I just won't admit to it. Okay. So, (laughs) Frozen in Love, which, first of all, this title kind of has nothing to do with anything in the movie or I feel like there could have been like some other tie-in to the books or the hockey or whatever but anyway so we've got two people um we've got Mary who is Rachel Lee Cook she is the owner or is uh manning her family bookstore and with her brother and then we've got Adam who is a professional hockey player so 
With a bad temper. With a bad temper, exactly. So Adam has been kicked off of like three teams. He's now been kicked off his fourth team. This takes place in Denver. She's got this sleepy little bookstore in the town, um, which we'll get to this being in Denver just in general, because that whole part is a little bit on the believability scale, a little bit off the charts um, or under the charts, however that goes. But anyway... They meet kind of by happenstance. She, he comes into the bookstore looking for some coffee. They don't have any coffee in her bookstore. It becomes this point bone of contention. But at the end of the day, her bookstore is failing. He's failing as a hockey player because he can't get along on any team. So he gets kicked off the team. Her bookstore is failing. So they both go to the same PR person. And the PR person pairs them together to boost their own images. So boost the bookstore's image and boost the bookstore's like notoriety in the community. Boost his image in the community. And through this process, the two of them fall in love <laughs> in a frozen town. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Elsa was totally there. She was. She froze that shit. She did. She was like, this is sleepy as hell. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's just yeah. a lot going on with this. So, it's, And it's one of those, you kind of like it, you kind of don't. <laughs> Robin it's, didn't like it. I liked this one. I like part of it. Yeah. I still found it very tiring. It, like, give me something a little different. It was it. It got tough um, in some some points, but I've always wanted to own a bookstore, so like I immediately am into that. Yeah, the whole she has like a book club type thing that she runs in yeah. the bookstore. Book chats, I'm all in it. I'm all in it. Love books. Read all the time. Yep. Um, and I love the name of this bookstore. It's called On the Same Page. So and I'm cute. Like, oh, I, I loved it. the name of the bookstore. And this bookstore has been around for forty years. So like it was her parents' yeah. bookstore. Which <clears throat> okay. She grew up in it. Her brother grew up in it. Her parents have retired. She's running it. Her brother's in business school. Yep. But she's a traditionalist and doesn't want to change anything. And her brother's like, business doesn't work that way anymore. So there's contention there. Her best friend. He's right, of course. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, completely right. Um, and her her best friend is the PR person. Is she her best friend? Like from growing up, or they were in college together. Uh, she, the PR person says something like, "It's the least I can do to help you, considering I copied all your papers and something." I don't know. Oh, okay. We'll get back and, to that. But um, anyway, you know, this guy Adam yells at the ref all the time. <laughs> so just and for clarity, it's not that he can't get along with his teammates. It's that he keeps fighting with the referees. Yes, yes. And so he gets put in the penalty box. And the thing is, is they're looking for athletes to have better images now, to be better role models. No one wants their kids to look up to this guy because he's yelling at referees left, right, and center. Constantly. And so he's on suspension mm -hmm. for the latest argument. Yes, the latest argument, yes. Um, he goes to his buddy's house in the suburbs outside of Denver mm -hmm. to spend the night or whatever. And that's why he's in this sleepy town, which... Well, I, so it's weird. Yeah, my impression is that this is Denver, right? Because as the movie opens up, she's yeah. walking to her bookstore, which is across and, the street. Which is across the street, and it like it's the Denver Chronicle or whatever the paper is on the doorstep. So this is my first like issue with this movie. Is that <laughs> like yeah? Why didn't they just make this town some no name town in Colorado? You know why didn't they make it like, you know. Sleepy Town, Colorado. 
Mm-hmm. and stop trying to make us believe that this is Denver because as the movie goes on these two are on the front page of the newspaper <laughs> like yeah. I think Denver has a little bit more going on than what is happening between these two idiots in this movie oh, completely <laughs> a freaking bookstore <coughs> a bookstore owner and a freaking hockey player like what this is well, stupid think, so they need to be close enough to a main city right because the guy's supposed to be an athlete gotcha but word they could have totally made it a legitimate suburb call it I mean, it couldn't be golden because it wasn't that gorgeous. But give it some name. Boulder. I don't know. Call it a suburb of Denver or something like that. Don't make believe that this is the end of Denver's downtown. Because y'all, I was there. Yeah, exactly. No. So let's jump right into the beginning. We're in the bookstore. (laughs) Yeah. Can I just... (laughs) Yeah. I love Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. She's very cute. But very the cool. whole first five minutes of this, I it just felt painful. Yes. <laughs> she was talking funny. I was like, did they put a retainer in her mouth? She was just, her mouth didn't even look right at first. It was just like, she doesn't talk like that. Her voice is deep. Her voice is a deeper voice, mm-hmm. which I actually like. She doesn't yeah. change it. But it just seemed strange somehow. And like she was trying to make it do something else. And this is where I go back to... I know she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. Who fucked it up? <laughs> okay, so I mean, I'm totally with you. Is this I, I like also have fifteen dollars an hour plan, <laughs> so I'm not trying. Or I also had some problems with her too because I think what happened is they. It's almost like they were trying to make her old. Yes, you know what I mean. It. Like she's like the old woman that runs the bookstore. Only she's like thirty-seven or whatever. Like, like you no, know, she's I like our she's age, right, or whatever. But like, she's so she's pushing this cart down the aisle, and there's a customer in the yeah. bookstore, and it's like a friggin' library because there's these tall ass shelves. So like, <laughs> this woman is like looking through these books on the bookshelf, and she's like walking by, and then she like creepily, <laughs> yes, <laughs> creeps by in a corner. Hey there, and if I was a customer... I would have thrown the book in her damn face. Been like, what? Listen, I told you in the flight before Christmas. I'm here, I go with my finger. <laughs> I she am all jumpy as hell. Do not, <laughs> do not come peep around corners. I, will, I scare so easily. With deep-ass constrained voices. I would have just jumped like... <sighs> like, it would have been a total, like... Just, it would not have gone over well in a bookstore that felt like a library. (laughs) Don't do that to me. I'll go with you. Thank you. So I can YouTube it. I can't take that shit. And then her her lipstick, the other thing. Weirdly applied lipstick. Like, it was almost like it was too outside the lines. (laughs) It was very too dark for her. I felt like it was on her teeth. (laughs) Maybe they were trying to go for the spinster thing. And I know she's around our age. Right. But yet, dinner every night with her parents. She was, yes. It was very, like, oh, I wrote that in here, that they tried to make her, like, crazy cat lady, but with books. (laughs) Yes. Right? That's, like, totally where... That would be a totally cool crazy cat or book lady. Right. Just saying, because I might be one of them. But... But that yeah, shouldn't be the only thing in your life. Okay. And so stuck in the past. Yes. Well, she's recommending Bali in Australia to these customers. And they're like, oh, have you ever been there? And she's like, no. <laughs> but I've read the book and it's the same thing. No. No. Exactly. You know what? I've read Harry Potter and that's as close to Hogwarts as I'm going to get. So yes, 
Bali actually exists, and here's the plane ticket. It's a real place you can go. Yeah. And by the way, you're single, and like I get that you're running your parents' business, but you can't like take a week of vacation and go see something so that like when you talk to the people in your establishment, you can actually recommend I something know. with like an educational background to it or an experiential background Completely. to it. Oh my god! And her parents, her parents seem relatively normal. Well, they're relaxed as fuck because they don't gotta run they this failing bookstore. <laughs> no, they're in their second one, people. <laughs> Guess who's going to have a little baby mother? No. Um, but I'm pretty sure if she asked her parents, hey, you know, I got this trip to Bali. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, cool, we'd be running a bookstore. It'd be just like old times. Right. You know, like, they're yeah. not. No. So. But she's also dumb. Well, <laughs> like, they make her out to be, like, the smartest person in the world, and yet she is so dumb. Kind of like you were saying, that old spinster. She's so out of touch with reality. Yeah, out of touch. Like, it is pain. No one our age can be that out of touch with reality. She's like, she's like a, like a, I shouldn't say, yeah, but, but it is, it's almost like she's a 60 year old woman in like a 35 year old's body or something. I don't even, okay, my mother is in her 60s. true. And still understands the difference between football and hockey. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't even, it's like she's like an 80 year old woman. 80, 90 year old senile person that doesn't know anything about sports. And in our culture, I don't care if you like sports, you still know what they are. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get there. So her brother, like we said, he's in business school, and he's telling her, listen, the reports are not good, dude. Like, he's running the numbers, he's got it all figured out. Like, it's not good. Their business is not in a good state. And Because the one customer, she just terrified. (laughs) And this had me thinking... She'd be like, white girl be scaring people. Stay out of on the same page because you are not on the same page. That is what the Yelp review would read exactly. <laughs> Do not go to that place. What? That girl be peeping around corners. <laughs> Scare people. I'm not paying $19.99 for this book no more. Oh <laughs> I'm out. So the other thing that had this had me thinking was like, when is Gordon Ramsay coming to turn this bookstore around? Because <laughs> this felt like bookstore nightmares. Like... Bookstore Impossible. <laughs> yes. Featuring your favorite team. Robert Irvine. Exactly. Robert Irvine. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. I just, I think Gordon Ramsay though. We're going to this wall and put in a coffee, <laughs> coffee shop. Yes. Because we're totally doing that. And by the way, we're going to name all the coffees after, I don't know, your favorite books. Oh my gosh. That that's doesn't... such a good idea. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> do when not do that have... shit. Just like Dos Eco. Happily Never After bookstore next to Dos Eco Donut and Protecto. What? We have so many business ideas. We totally do. I don't know that we're going to live out any of them. No. Because we don't have any money. (laughs) We have great ideas. We po. We po. So Uh, maybe we can start a Kickstarter. MBEs. Minority owned businesses. Yeah. I'm the woman. Yep. You're a woman and you got color. (laughs) We could do this. I got melon. I got no color, people. I could try, but it's just no. This melanin is going to get us real far. I go straight to Scotland and stop there. Really good with whiskey and angry people. (laughs) Oh my god. She is is straight up like the person who thinks their food is delicious, but has no customers. That's how delusional she is. You know, that's like the state of her delusion is like when Gordon Ramsay goes into the restaurant and the people are like, my food is delicious. What are you talking about? And he's like, this tastes like shit. (laughs) And they're like, (laughs) she knows, but she doesn't. It's like, yeah. And and we've all had, I think, one thing in our life where we're like, we know this has got to change. 
Yeah, but we don't know how, or but we don't, don't want to take the steps. Change it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because conceptually it should work, right? But I don't like those dumbasses, and I'm not going to change my world for them, right? You kind of need the money from the dumbasses, right? So. And her her attitude in this sort of that being like non adventurous and like scared to take small steps into like you know the 21st know. century the dumb woman thing a podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> um it, it made me think of it. the other movie it made me think of love on the slopes that that same girl you know i feel like we were yeah. trying to kind of cast her as that same like i don't know what to do i know my business is failing but i don't know what to do and i have my brother who's telling me i should do like x y and z but i don't want to do those things i don't want to listen to him <laughs> no like what i don't want to do any of this, this stuff because crazy. i'm just gonna balk and i don't want Right. Again, I know no woman. No. No woman. No. You would just start doing things. Start trying things. That's what you would well, do. Uh, like, yeah. Like, you, you need to do some shit. <clears throat> yeah. So, hockey guy, we we find him waking up on a couch, and it's his brother's couch. Is it his brother? That is his brother. They look nothing alike. <laughs> one is very tall and thin, and the other one is very not so tall and stocky. Which is funny because not we... Not We've Built. seen Brother in other Hallmark movies, which is hilarious to me. I thought he looked familiar. He has been in other Hallmark movies. He took a supporting role <laughs> in this one. He's letting he's letting this other guy shine. This Nile Mater. What? I'm gonna let Nile shine. I'm gonna be the supporting character. I'm gonna be his bro. Oh. But they're both on the same hockey team, which is like, oh my yeah, god. Okay. Because, like I don't. That know, happens all the time. Convince the owner to give his bro his up. You know, his loudmouth brother, Deal, to come back and play because he's such a good player. And apparently he's a really good player. Yeah. But he yells at the referees. Right. Exactly. And I'm thinking to myself, isn't that the coach's job? Yeah. Like, I'm not a big hockey person. Right. I've seen, like, one game. I hope it's called a game. <laughs> it's called a game. Yeah. I mean, I guess they have a puck. They check people. <clears throat> right. There's a lot of fighting involved. Yeah, loose teeth. I'm not into it. We used to have Sharks tickets. Um, we had Shark season tickets as a kid um, for the San Jose Sharks. And so I've been to a few hockey games. I've been to like a few AAA hockey games. They're interesting and they're fun to watch. Like, and it's fun to get into it as a crowd. There's it's energy. almost like going to a baseball game, though, where it's not something I'd watch on TV, although a lot of people do, and I get that. Um, but I just didn't, I didn't like super grow up with hockey because I didn't grow up in snow. So it's not something that I ever learned to do. Yeah. So then I didn't really get into watching it. But um, I mean, not that I've ever played football, but I get into watching that. But I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things where it just like missed me a little bit. But whatever. I don't know. People like it. I get it. It's but just, it's, just, it's like, just there. Anyone that ever yells at a ref is a coach. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, but, anyway. but yeah, like Robin said, though, sorry, the thing that I did skip over is that she's she's dumb about sports because she thinks that they wear cleats to play hockey. And oh no, they obviously wear skates. So she didn't know what a puck was like. Oh, yeah. So painful. it's just kind of already a shit show of female stereotypes, um, because yeah, just so many tropes. Yeah, about just women being scared and dumb about sports. And and him too about him kind of being this macho guy that's a dumb guy. And and so I do should give them a little bit. I want to applaud it because at least the stereotypes aren't just about the negative female stereotypes they also throw in the dumb jock stereotype for him no but at the same time i don't want to applaud it at all because like we're done with stereotypes yeah yeah have, we're you, over have them. you seen the marches people <laughs> it's true do you know they exist yeah people were just marching man 
But um, we, we, the guy wakes up on the couch and he's playing with his, his nephew, which is awesome. Yeah, so you immediately cute. fall for a guy that's playing with a kid. There's so many moments in this movie where he's like playing with these kids and it's like super cute, or this at least this one kid, and it's very adorable. So we're kind of falling in love no, with him already. No, it's not his brother. It is his friend. Why is it his friend? Because he grew up in the foster system, which we find out later. Oh my gosh. Why did I think he was his brother? I have no idea. I'd be making shit up. Okay, so <laughs> it's his friend. Whatever. So he wakes up on his couch. Oh, because he called him like uncle something, but I think that was just like a, yeah. like a, you know, like your mom's friend is your auntie or whatever. Okay, got it. Um, but like, he's kind of giving him this. So the friend guy keeps giving him this like grow up speech. Yeah. The so, older brother grow up. Yeah. Sure. Like get over it. Yeah. Like, oh, because I'm married and I'm settled down and I have a kid. In the now, suburbs. Yeah. Now I get to explain to you like how you're the irresponsible and you're, you know, mm-hmm. you need to grow up. And, and I get that like he does need to get some maturity around this whole like rough yelling at situation, but and getting kicked off of teams. I get that. But like. Shut the fuck up, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, do you think he needs that first thing in the morning? No, nobody needs that. And nobody, that's, that's all he does through the whole movie is show up and tell him to grow up the yeah. entire time, which is just like, okay, dude, because like we, we get it. it. The, the, the situations they put them in are not enough for us to realize that both yeah. of them need to grow the hell up. He's just like grown ass mansplaining to him the entire time. <laughs> So he he's avoiding the manager of the team, mm-hmm. who apparently he used to date, and he has this big thing. And I just gotta say, he keeps bringing up that he broke up with her, and I'm like, are we fucking twelve? Yeah. Oh my god. Does it care? Like, who cares who broke up with who? Yeah, and it sounds like it was like a few years ago. So and really, like five years ago. Why are we even bringing up that they used to date? Because that's exactly that's a layer we don't even need in this. Oh, because because his whole thing is a she's just mad at me and like she's not gonna let me back on the team because i broke up with her like no you she's a mature well not so much but anyway no she was fine i mean anyway we'll get to her but her name's erica and that's yeah we'll get there we talked about her later so he's gonna he's trying to find coffee he can't find a place because they make the suburbs out to be like this horrible place where nothing exists when you straight up know every suburb Dude, a suburb runs on Starbucks. Dude. If, if the stay-at-home moms around here do not have their Starbucks, shit be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and they are going to Breakman's. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, Shout out to Breakman's. Oh my gosh. Breakman's is the best. Anyway, um, I'd rather go there than Starbucks any day. So he goes into the coffee, uh, the bookstore thinking bookstores have coffee shops. <sighs> and okay, right first there, of all, no, they don't. Like, this no. is not Barnes and fucking Noble, dude. Like, yes, Barnes and Noble has a coffee shop. What other bookstore has a coffee shop that you know of? I want you to tell me one. <laughs> Borders did before it went out of business. Exactly. But only because it was competing with Barnes and Noble. Exactly. Does Books a Million have a coffee shop? No, there? they do not, ma'am. <laughs> None of the local bookstores I've ever been no, to have them. Nobody has a coffee shop. Yeah. Maybe there's a Keurig on a table or something, but, like, that's not a guarantee. <laughs> like... Why I just wrote in my notes, looking for coffee goes into a bookstore. What? Like, there's probably a coffee yeah. shop on that same yes. fucking road go that you're walking on. Be a human being. Go into the diner. That's co- that's guaranteed I'm a, coffee. I'm, I'm assuming there's a diner. Bookstore is not guaranteed coffee. I don't no, get those. But then, like, I think they're both straight up pieces of shit in this next scene. <laughs> because he's like, he's like, where's the coffee? And she's like, we don't, we don't have coffee. 
She doesn't say we don't sell coffee. Right. She says we don't have coffee. And he's like, well, there's coffee in your cup. And she's like, well, that's my coffee. Okay. Like, you obviously know what he's asking for. Stop being a bitch. And then he keeps going. And it's like, she's not doing this just to be a horrible person to you. So just leave. Like, they're both taking this to an unhealthy level. And then she's like, and he's acting like, oh, she's just playing hardball. I have to buy a book in order to get a cup of coffee. So then he picks up quilting, buys this book. She knows all of this. It's expensive ass quilting book too. It's like 20 bucks. 20 bucks for this quilting book. She knows that he is only trying to get a cup of coffee and brings him up anyway. Takes his money, gives him his change. He asks for his cup of coffee. She repeats, we don't have coffee. He says, then let me return the book. And she says, no refunds. Yeah. there's a big sign that says no refunds. All sales are final. <laughs> please tell me in what world that exists and then that would fly. And then please, please explain to me why this bookstore is failing. Could it have something to do with the attitude of the woman who's running it? <laughs> she is, she's not customer service friendly in this moment. <laughs> well, she's scaring the first customers because she's creeping around corners. And she knows her husband's name, which is a whole other thing. And then she's being like, like, I wrote, can we both grow the hell up? Yeah. She's, this is ridiculous. She, it was stupid and it was poorly written and Hallmark shame on you because we are better than this. She is purposely obtuse for sure. At, at a minimum, she is purposely obtuse in this where she's like acting like she doesn't know that he's just buying this book to get a cup of coffee, which is hilarious. My thing though, I'm sorry. You don't like hazelnut coffee? Go die. <laughs> hazelnut coffee is life and if you don't like hazelnut coffee like you are a terrible person you're communist you're communist (laughs) exactly you don't like oreos you don't like hazelnut coffee go die i'm sure i would like hazelnut coffee that is my message to the people out there and i'm sorry if you're offended i like a ferrero rocher (laughs) for do rocher rocher oh my god you better say it right. Um, All right. Anyway, but it's late. so for me, it is. For me, I did dig her sass in this. I like the sass, but I just thought this is pathetic. Yeah. There's a way to do sass that is still mature. Totally. And intelligent. You're right. You're right. So his big threat at the end of their argument, I'll go find a real bookstore somewhere. But you wanted coffee. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you try and find a coffee shop? That's what I wrote. And then I wrote dumb shit. Well, yeah. Okay. So she mumbles arrogant and he mumbles uptight under his breath as he leaves the coffee or the the bookstore. It's not a coffee shop. It's a bookstore. We have no idea that that is foreshadowing. Dun, dun, dun. Right. How they're going to freeze in love. Exactly. All right. So on to book chats. And Which is a book club, people. It's a book club. It's very cute. So they, you know, they totally invite cool. people to the bookstore. It's all homey and they've got chairs in a circle and, you know, they pick a book to talk about. So they're going to talk about The Great Gatsby in this one. Um, and it's really funny because, like, again, it's just sort of like this picture of her being this person where, you know, she says, oh, we're going to read The Great Gatsby. And she's like, um, and I love this book. And, or no, this is one of my favorite books or something like that. And the brother's like, yeah, you say that every time. You know what I mean? And then it's just sort of like this, 
I know, but just how how could I choose? You know, it's like, okay. That's what a 14 year old says. Yeah, like, again, that's what my five year old says. I'm like, buddy, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? He's like, I like all of them. <laughs> I'm like, but you don't have a favorite? I like all of them. I'm just like, okay. Not really? <laughs> my kid straight up tells you what his favorite. He's got a favorite pony? Yeah. Well, and he has favorite things, but like, it's just funny. Like, it's just something he's really into, but he doesn't, like, he can't, like, pull out a favorite. It's funny. Yeah. So, you know what, though? If you forced her to do an eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Oh, it would be Leo, because Leo's the leader. So, <laughs> that's done. Um, but it, it is but sort of weird. It's weird how emotional she gets, how she talks about it. she loves every book, and it almost looks like she's gonna cry like <laughs> and this is where i put that she's the crazy cat lady with books because it's yeah. just a little creepy yeah. weird how she's like too emotional weird. with these books yeah her perfume oh. is like ode to spine or something like that <laughs> so odd so and then they take us to her apartment where she's making tea and then that's it like <laughs> and she sits down and reads a book I don't know what we're supposed to get from that scene, but if it she happened. Has life and she's pathetic. Okay, that's where it goes. Okay, that's what I'm going with. All right, so now she gets to the PR lady. Okay, now she gets to the PR lady, which I have to say, the friend is very positive. It, we will say that there is a little bit of diversity because her friend is easily, clearly, clearly Indian, Indian American. Yes. And when I say Indian, I do not mean the Native Americans. I mean freaking India. No, like yeah. Or like Southeast Asia. The country in Asia, right? Yes. Could be Nepali, could be Pakistan. We don't know. Right. But she's, she's obviously American. Yes. Who is descent. Yeah. So. I'm way over explaining this. That's fine. <laughs> so. But her name. Her name is Janet Dunleavy. <laughs> Whitey. That is not anywhere close to this woman's name in real life. <laughs> And you know Do what? You know who it is? I'm oh, looking at you. Please up. look it up. Please look it up. Okay, I'll 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 talking. talk while while you look it up. But so she is going to this PR woman and the PR woman they're they're old college friends. So mm -hmm. she's like, "I'm happy to help you out." You know, something something about copying her papers back in school. So she is more than happy to help Mary with her bookstore. Um so Sandy Sindhu. Okay. Or Sidhu, yeah. See, what S I S I D H U. Okay, right. So a yeah. Not Dunleavy. <laughs> and again, this is back to my point. Just like Mario Lopez and the David Grew Martin up in thing. Vancouver. Parents immigrated from Punjab, India. Thank you. She is Indian. Thank you very much, Robin. Good research. What? Nice. But yes, like, and I knew it this was, is straight up legit on this podcast, people. That's right. Only the real truth for you. We seek out the real facts. So again, and what's so funny is that when we were watching this, I said to Jason, she's so Canadian though. And that's so true because she said yes. something in her, like the way she spoke yes, was so Canadian. Canadian. So we're, we're all right here. She's positive. Again. But she's not white. They are whiting up these names. Nobody is going to look at this woman and be like, oh, she's Janet Dunleavy, unless she is married to a white guy whose last name is Dunleavy. <laughs> she could be. And maybe her name is like Janissa or I don't know. That doesn't sound Indian No, at all. I mean, whatever. Your first but, name can be whatever it is, right? There's plenty you know, of like. Well, for instance, good friend of mine, Sean, love her name. Right. Beautiful. Goes by the name Nikki because she gets job interviews. 
if her name is Nikki on her resume, not Michonne. What? Because people think it's, they like get nervous about how to pronounce Michonne. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. So, I'm thinking the damaged. only way I would believe that her name is Janet if as if it's Jan something. Right. And she picked Janet out of a hat because it's the only way some white ass person in Colorado would be hiring her. Oh my which goodness. Is pathetic. That is pathetic. Luckily, it seems like she's got her own business. But she is good, and she is, I will say, this character throughout the whole movie. Yes. Smart woman. Keeps them on point. Keeps them on point. Knows what they need to do. She's got great ideas. She's got a gazillion friggin' ideas. Runs her her company. Yes. So she tells Mary, you need to get more integrated into the community. Um, And, you know... Again, she's just gotten so wrapped into the store that she's never been anywhere. And I think that's probably holding her back a little bit, too. What's hilarious, though, is that she calls herself a fixer. (laughs) And so I'm like, so basically this lady is like the Olivia Pope of PR in this Denver town. Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. And she teaches Mary this very basic concept that you have to spend money to make money. (laughs) Yeah, how do we not know that? I just am not sure. And look, if you have a small business and it's been around for 40 years, something tells me you probably don't rent the building. Okay. Well, I mean, Please, let's hope lease. these people own this building. And like a 40 year could, lease. And that you could get some kind of, I don't know, small business loan to help you through the crunch time. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. This there's a whole lot of problems with this, with the logic behind all of this. Dude, your brother goes to business school. He could totally do this for a school project. University can be paying for resources. Yeah. Anyway. Well, part of the problem is that her parents don't know anything that's going on. But anyway, we'll we'll get there. So turn back to Adam. He's on a ten game suspension. So he's meeting with Erica right now, who is the girl he used to date or the woman he used to date that and see, we shouldn't even be prefacing this by he's meeting with Erica, the woman he used to date. We should just True. say he's meeting with his boss. Right. Because she's... End of story. She's basically... She's not the owner of the team, right? But she's... No, her father's um, the owner. Her father's the, the owner. Manager. That's right. She manages the team. That's right. She's the manager of the team. So, um... She's the boss. She's he's, calling him out on his bullshit. Exactly. Calling him out, telling him, look, you're suspended for 10 games. Um, she's pretty crazy looking. I don't know. Do, like, do we have any she notes was- on her? <laughs> She does. She looks like okay. Bear with me, and no disrespect. None. She looks like the woman in a in a Lifetime movie <laughs> that has just killed somebody. Only because and her, or chopped off their penis. Her eyes are so freaking wide. <laughs> but they're like every over, time she, she talks, they like overly do the makeup, and they're like her makeup is so wide, much. and and the hair does nothing for her except make her look. Just, I, it, the, the problem I have with this is she does act like a manager and she does put him in his place, which he needs. But at the same time, there's just enough to make you think that part of the animosity is because they broke up. Right. Like, she's like, he's just a dumb, immature guy, just like he was when I dated him. Right. Now, granted, we've all thought that about our exes. Yeah. But hopefully we're not hiring them. No. <laughs> because let me tell you something. No. Yeah. I don't want to have to interact with you at all after we have broken up. And if I broke up with you because you were immature, I am not hiring you to run anything or or depend on you for anything. I don't know. Yes. But, yeah, I went on a tirade. So there's about five sentences that I wrote about chauvinistic assholes, assuming that if you're calling him out on bullshit, it's because he broke up with you. 
And then I really hate this guy. Yeah, and at the end of the day, she's just doing her fucking job. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it's cool job. S- sorry if that conflicts with how much you like to fight with refs and that you have to get suspended from your hockey team. He's just having a temper tantrum. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. And and it seems like he's always had temper tantrums, and that's he's just allowed to do it. Right. So she tells him, you've got to work with a PR firm to fix your image. What do you guys think is going to happen? Oh, yeah. And this is where we find out where Indian woman is white. <laughs> Janet Dunleavy. Dunleavy. Like, that is, that is, I'm pretty sure there's a town called Dunleavy on the coast of Ireland. Nowhere near India. Right, probably. Nowhere. Just throwing that out there, people. Yeah, this is David Martin. This is Hunter Lowell all over again. And by the way, PR lady is smoking hot. She Dude. is beautiful. Beautiful. And what's funny is that, here's my theory. I'm just going to throw this out there. So my thought at first is like, why are they throwing out this smoking hot lady? Wouldn't that sort of rival or conflict with Rachel Lee Cook, you yeah, know, Mary's they get like a thicker supporting well, friend. I feel like um even the Erica, the hockey manager, they they kind of cast somebody who's clearly not as good looking as Mary so that there would be no conflict. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no competition between the two of them. I'm kind of surprised that like smoking hot, you know, Smoking hot Janet. It's because she's it's because she's Indian. Exactly. But that's the thing, right? Nobody she watching play this. The white Christian demographic that exactly. they go Exactly. So and nobody then, watching this is ever gonna be like, I wanna be with her actually. Nope. Obviously. <laughs> they're totally fine with something. it. Yep. I mean they're totally fine with it. I oh. love this. This is so great. Alright. So she basically sends him off to this PR firm, says, just don't be yourself. <laughs> that's her advice. Everybody hates you. Now, including me. Right. I'm, I'm on board with this. Yeah. This guy's an asshole. Right. He's a douche. So. Douche is too nice of a word. <laughs> okay. Like, we don't like him. Yeah. That's clear. Sorry. No, it's right. fine. We're good. So, so we get to dinner at her parents' house. Fa- Mary's Mary's family. family. Yes. With her brother, who is named Tyler. And I don't get it till later, but Mary Tyler more. More. Yes. <laughs> good God. Yeah. All right. So. It's clear these parents have no idea that this business is failing. Nope. No, and no one has the gumption to tell them that their 40-year-old business is going down the tubes Yeah, because Mary's in a hot taking minute. it all on herself. And I can see that. Like, yep. if you take over your parents' business that they grew. Sure. Hopefully grew. No, it's very hard you to. You take it over, and you do put a lot of stress on yourself to keep mm-hmm. up with that. But at the same time, like... They ran it for 40 years. Right. If you're struggling with something, chances are they have too. Yeah. No, absolutely. Pretty sure they went through a recession. Right. Or two. Or five. Yeah. So I'm just like confused with the whole like, I have to hide this failure. And it's like, okay, first of all, if you didn't let it get to the point that it's at where like in two weeks you're going down the tubes, like maybe you could have gotten some help from them and or help to figure it out. Like... I don't well, know. I don't think any business owner is going to let it get that bad I, well, before they have a plan. Exactly. I don't, you know, unless they're idiots. Yeah, maybe. Or money laundering. The PR <laughs> lady idea was good. Would have been a good idea like a year ago. Yeah, but then um, then we wouldn't have had slightly charming childish exactly. hockey player. Exactly. Never would have been. So oh. Adam ends up at the same at the PR. So he's at Janet's office. Janet yes. Dunleavy. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Let me laughs> tell him. Indian Janet Dunleavy. Uh, 
telemarketers are more likable than you. That was hilarious. Oh my gosh. Love it. Best line of the whole movie. Best line. Because you know. I totally wrote that. All watch our color ID now and be like, nope, I ain't answering that shit. Yeah, I ain't got no friends with 888 numbers. <laughs> when your own phone number calls you, you're like. Come on now. Yes. You do some voodoo shit. I don't like it. Exactly. So her idea for him is, well, we've got to pair you with a respected member of the community to kind of balance you out and get you involved in the activities within the community. It's going to be great. And a nice person. So, you know, because of course the bad boy always has to be with the nice girl. Of course. That always helps the nice girl. It never leads them into trouble in any way, shape, or form. Right. In terms of car accidents, drug abuse, STDs, nothing. Pregnancies, nothing. Never happens. That has never Bad happened once. always ends up getting baptized in the river. That's right. That's right. Always. He learns to change oh his ways and become just, the good I, guy. I just, yeah, I hate the concept, but I get it. Yes. So, of course, surprise, Mary walks in unannounced because she's now, like, super panicked that I've got to get something going now. I know I met with you, but I've got to get something going now. So she walks right into this situation where... Adam's there and PR lady, boom, the light bulb hits and she's like, "These, are, I'm going to put these two together and this is the answer for and both then of them. they turn around and see each other. Mm, and it's like, Mm-mm. You. <laughs> you. That's what I put. You. You. With 15 eye rolls. So like, many eye rolls. Do people talk like that? I mean, I'd be like, oh, great. You picked up the douchiest guy in the whole, you know, whatever. I'd, and honestly. I'd eye roll, but I wouldn't be so. Yeah. I met him once. It was you coffee. You to spend twenty dollars when all he wanted was a damn coffee. I'm pretty sure you got out of that pretty well. Yeah, and it was over a dispute around coffee. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't steal a book from your bookstore. He didn't like push you down in the snow. <laughs> you didn't run into his car. Like, why do you guys hate each other so much? That's not a he reason. Didn't call you a mess and try to dress you in yeah. orange outer gear <laughs> or mansplain everything. I mean, we get to that but. a little bit. But but I do have to say, though, at this point in the movie, then the PR rep goes on and does her job where she talks Adam into it and she talks Mary into it. And she does a very good job. Mm-hmm. I think all of her points are spot on. Yep. So I think whoever wrote this or was at least part of this dialogue actually knew what the hell they were doing for yeah. once, which yeah. is unusual. Yeah. And at the end of it, everyone shakes very unsurely. Yes. <laughs> but they're they are. Do, they're moving forward. We're going to do a 40th anniversary party. Adam's going to sign a bunch of stuff and do a bunch of events. It's going to look good for Adam. Yep. Adam's name will draw people to the bookstore. It's a win-win. You have four weeks, <laughs> which I would like to point out that Hallmark actually gave them four entire weeks. That's true. In this movie. That is true. Which, almost possible. Yeah. That's, that's... They're moving in the right direction. <laughs> both acting like little freaking children. They are. The first thing they have to do is a meeting at the bookstore. And it does not go well. It's just so much bickering. So much bickering. Um, and so, I mean, in the meeting is just to talk about what they're going to do. So it's they're just meeting at the bookstore to meet about what the plans ideas. are. Just, <laughs> just ideas. ideas. They don't even talk about the ideas. No, they just... Like, again, this coffee argument has gotten so blown out of proportion at this point that they just hate each other. The brother's there. The PR lady's there. And they're both rolling their eyes because it's <sighs> ridiculous. Nobody can get this together. Um, but he's going to help coach a hockey team. Yes. Which so, is awesome, and I think it's a great idea. Very cool. And it's, like, sponsored by the bookstore, basically. So that's where she free comes into it. Yes, free advertising. But... 
And I'm just throwing this in here. I played soccer mm-hmm. for the local league. All the all the local businesses sponsored a team. Oh my gosh, just like around here. Yeah. Yes, they never showed up to coach us. <laughs> like this girl totally microman. Like I would be pissed at her at this point. I said the same thing. She shows up at practice and tries to micromanage the whole thing out of Adam's hands. And she knows nothing about hockey. Remember, she can't even walk on the ice. She thought that they wore cleats to play hockey. <laughs> Why is yeah. she there? I don't. I guess to make sure he doesn't do something stupid with the kids, but he's yes. not, he's never abused a child, thank God. You know, he's never yelled at, a, he yelled at a ref, like, yeah. four times. Yeah. So, we're gonna, oh. She's so much at this point, though. She is so, so much. Like, she's just. I can't stand him. Inserting and herself her. in every conversation. She is just, you know, putting earmuffs on the kids because he's saying, like, Oh, like, you know, something about getting in trouble. Like, trouble's not cool and blah, blah, blah. Like, who cares? Like, who cares that he got... Oh, oh my God. People have Google. I can't deal with her. They can look it up. I can't deal with her. No, I can't either. Um, So that was just way too much. Uh, So at that point, she decides that I better go read about some hockey. So that's her her next mission. Um, So she's going to go read books about hockey so that she can come back the next time and still be annoying. I totally do this. (laughs) Like if I don't know about something, I'll find books or articles and I yeah. over-research over it, which is, I think, a good thing. But I don't uh, go in and act like I know more than the person who plays professional hockey. Correct. And that is the key. Um, so she comes back and she starts spitting all kinds of hockey terms so that it's obvious that she just like read a book about it. And this is during a game. <laughs> this is during the team's first game. Right. So then he gets all... And then he goes all psycho on the ref at the game. Because they penalize the one kid. Right. Because he checks someone, and I don't really know what that means, but (laughs) someone got pushed up against the wall, which is checking, and somehow, I don't know, he ended up with a penalty, so he immediately yells at the ref. There are cameras there. There are pictures. Oh my gosh, this is worse. You said you'd make this better, blah, blah, blah. So now this is when their picture is on the front page of the newspaper in in Denver. Denver. (laughs) We do not play on this shit, people. Denver? <laughs> like, this, Denver freaking Colorado. Denver has a lot more going on than these two freaking idiots <laughs> and her dumbass bookstore and his hockey career. Like, Please. what is happening here? So anyway, they're on the front page of the paper. This is just the hottest news ever. Because uh-huh. Adam Clayton is big news and little Claiborne, yes. <laughs> Claiborne. What did I say? Clayton. Clayton. Same thing. I don't care. Who cares? Um, but, but they're acting like teenagers. Here's the thing, though. So they end up wherever they are together. I think there's another meeting with the PR lady, and they decide that they're going to truce, and they have to like shake hands. And I feel like there's all this like this is like the obligatory touching that has to happen between the two of them to create the spark. Yes, I have to touch your very rough hand that holds a hockey stick all the time, and somehow that's going to get my pheromones to go crazy. Exactly. And you're going to smell this crazy stench of old books and maybe cat hair. Yes. And be significantly turned on. <laughs> so hot. So incredibly hot. I, I can't even calm it down. Can't wait. Can't wait. This is like Fifty Shades Bookstore. Fifty Shades. <laughs> stupid. Please. Please tell me you can hear the sarcasm. Yes. So, uh, Adam comes up with the, comes up with the idea for a coffee truck. 
Yes. Which is a great freaking idea. Not to marry, though, because she doesn't like anything that's not either her own idea or from 30 years ago. <laughs> yes. So basically, it's a food truck that sells coffee. Yeah. And they have it that if you buy a book, you get a free cup of coffee. And first of all, I just have to laugh that people are waiting in line at a bookstore to buy the book to get the free cup of coffee. Because you know that cup of coffee is cheaper than any book in the damn store. Yeah, that is some Folgers. <laughs> That's not good coffee. Sorry, Folgers. My bad. We're never going to get any ads for this damn thing. <laughs> anyway. Hey, my parents grew up on Folgers. I'm not a coffee person, yeah. so I but got no animosity. Yeah. She's so freaking uptight, though, about every single thing. Everything. And, like, who doesn't like good coffee? Like, geez. Like, just just try something new. It's not even in your store. Yes. It's not even in your store. There is now, literally... Now, I would say... No wrong way to go here with this coffee truck. <laughs> I would, if I'm the owner of a company, I would be annoyed if there was some kind of, you get some of my, you know, if you have a receipt for my store, you get a free something in another store. Right. Because if my business is working with yours, I want to know about it before you show up. Yeah. But we all know that Mr. Whatever, Adam, mm. thinks he can do whatever he wants. Right. Maybe PR person really set this up. Because let's face it, Adam's not coming up with this great idea by himself. Right. He's been hit in the head too many times with the jam hockey book. <laughs> so we know that this is Janet. And yeah. Anyway, they're and end up in the store and I put this they're talking about books. Favorite yeah. books. Mm-hmm. Cause he tells her about how a chocolate chip cookie actually came to be and all and this other right. kind of stuff. Yes, it is really And she's like, because she fact checks him. She totally fact checks him. She like finds the book on in the snootiest way possible. It was so. Can you shove a broomstick any higher up that woman's rear end? And that's what I said. Like, why can't you just believe the story he tells you? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can just look fact it up later. Check it later, that's what I would be doing. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Fine. Um, but he ends up saying that he does read, and his favorite book is Tom Sawyer. Which at this point, people, y'all. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Tom Sawyer. So, you feel like that Becky, was a plant. Rachel e. Cook. That was a plant. It was completely a plant. Like, whoa, what a shock. And then they talk about it. And then it becomes a theme through the rest of the movie. And I'm like, guys, she is a recognizable enough name, and she's done more things than just Tom and Huck, that you don't have to put that in so far. Mind you, it is a freaking wonderful book. And I just got mad respect from Mark Twain. Love that man. Yeah, no. It's... And I have. I have his complete works because I am a complete book nerd. But yeah. that being said, come on, people. Yeah. Come on. The hockey player. Yeah. The hockey, the and there's fingers. just all sorts of other, like, tropey things in their conversation where, like, you know, she, uh, she says something about, like, she can't. She has too many favorite books. She can't make it. So there's like, she can't make a decision or be decisive. Um, and then there was a funny joke about a quilting book, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, because he bought the quilting book. And then he said something like he had to go because he'd got to go catch up on the quilting book. Yeah, he had two chapters left. <laughs> That's so cute. It so, was really cute. And it was. Little things like that are cute. They realize that they're not so bad, but yet. And I, I know people that actually do this. And I think I've done this on occasion when I was, I don't know, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, you realize someone's not so bad, but you're not quite ready to give up mm-hmm. the preconceived notion you've already established. Yeah, sure. It's like, you're not a complete douche, but I'm yeah. still going to treat you like one because yeah. I'm not ready to say that you're a nice person. Right. And that's kind of where they are. Yep. 
they're definitely there. Yeah, they're they're getting curious about each other at this point, or there's like a little bit of like playful banter. I won't I won't call it flirtation yet. I don't think we're there quite yet, but we're getting there. We're on we're on the road to flirtation. And I forget what it was, but there was another photo op where they argue with each other, and it's mm-hmm. in the bookstore. Someone yeah. snaps a picture, and it's on the front page again. Yeah. About how, and they just they're looking at each other like they hate each other. Right. Yeah. They're probably fighting over a coffee shop. Exactly. But. Again, with the coffee. But I mean, they're just acting like teenagers. Yeah. Well, and it's like, so a couple other things like where he's doing the autograph signing and there's these two female hockey fans. That's where they took the picture. Yes. There's these two female hockey fans that come up who she calls groupies because of course she is automatically threatened by two women who, people, woman. I don't even know what these women look like. It's a line of people. Coming up to get their autograph signed, or coming to get his autograph. Like, why is she so threatened by these two women just because he's talking to them for a little bit longer? Like, he's a, you know, decent-looking hockey player guy. Like, why is that so threatening to you? And that's just so... Even if you do like him or whatever, like, why are... Even if he was my boyfriend, I'd just be like, okay, whatever. He's talking to those two girls, and yeah, maybe he's hamming it up for him a little bit. Who cares? That's what you do. Oh my gosh. Like, but again, it's just like this female thing where like, you're so territorial about this person that A is not yours. And you can't stand him apparently. And you can't stand him, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Just total territory. So bitchy. It was just bitchy. You know, it was just, that's why women get labeled bitches because they do stuff like that. Yes. And they put us in situations where they act like we actually do things like that when most of us don't. No. Um, so yeah, they're supposed to be taking a photo get together. It goes all wrong because she's jealous about these two women. And and so they're snipping. Exactly. And then this stupid photo, hot mess. Then um, they go do another thing where yeah, they're donating, donating books. books to the library. Right. And, and they, I just there's all these funny. ground rules. <laughs> all these ground rules. They start to get a little snippy. Then they hide in the stacks, which just makes me laugh. It is funny. In this library. And have a pretty decent conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see like a softer and, and side of him a bit. Yeah. A little bit softer. And good picture. Yeah. And this is where we find out that most of his stuff has been that he's protecting his teammates yes. and that's why and so then he yelled at the ref because yeah. someone was a little bit rougher with one of his teammates than they should have been exactly so um and i thought it was funny because he said something about you know oh i tend to get defensive around smart people and then she said oh i'm not like she said something like i don't think she didn't she didn't say i'm not that smart did she i hope she didn't say that but he i think she did though i think she goes i'm not that smart and he goes oh i'm not talking about you <laughs> I laughed at that because I feel like that's something Jason would say to me. Oh, <laughs> oh not you. Like, no. He's just joking, obviously. Um, all right. So because they smiled in a picture together, people now think they're an item. Yes. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Man and woman together. Again, they're on the front page. There's a knowing look. Jeez. Um, There's romance going. They hate each other. They <laughs> love each other. This Mom whole- has caught up on this, too, because Mom's already picked up on it. Oh, yes. The lady doth protest too much. <laughs> mother says that to her did the eye roll (laughs) totally shakespeare's her out um and then so brother comes you know tyler he's like hey i want to do tonight's book chat as a podcast yeah so (laughs) i wrote he's cool and he has ideas yes he should be running the freaking bookstore (laughs) i said um 
brother shows the team owner the girl about Adam and Mary. Oh, yeah. So I keep thinking that this other guy is a brother, but he's not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the friend guy that's on the team shows Erica the article about Adam and Mary. And I said she tries to act like she doesn't care. <laughs> well, yeah, and actually, I, I don't think she does not when she get to the end of the movie. But anyway. When you get to the, but she, that's what I mean. She just is weird where you don't know, but it kind of seems like they're trying to make her out to be the jealous ex. And it's yes. like, do, do we have to hit every fucking cliche, people? Yeah, right. A right. woman can get over shit. Yeah, they Believe can. Believe it or not, we can. They actually can. Right, we can do that. But in the end, I think they play her right, but we'll get there. They, they do, but it could have gone either way. Yeah. So, it's like they didn't make the decision yet. <laughs> they were, exactly. They, they were like... To, the end of the script hasn't been written, so let's just leave this one open. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. They're like, eh, we don't know what we want to do with you, so just uh, kind of play, play it either way. Yeah. <laughs> She's she like, did, okay. She did a good job. She did. She did the best she could with what she had. So, book chat night, of course, Mary's way awkward about the mic. And Adam shows up to his first book chat, yes. which is nice and awkward. And they're doing War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. This is awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, Adam talks a lot about the movie. And... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think he does it to break the ice at first. Totally, totally, totally. Um, But yeah, he's just, they argue over it. And it's so funny because it's, it's, it's actually compelling the way they talk about the book from different points of view. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's legitimate. It was very good. It was very good. Two legitimate points, which is, yeah. And I think you tend to have that lighthearted character that Mm -hmm. isn't as quote unquote intellectual in in stereotype Mm -hmm. who says why can't you just enjoy the entertainment value of it why do you always have to look deeper and then you have like the person whose whole soul survives only on how deep things are (laughs) who's like how did you not see the symbolism of english colonialism and all this and it's just like this was like the girl in honors english class who was like I hey. think crime and punishment, the whole thing was a dream. And I'm just like, I'm going to murder you outside <laughs> later. <laughs> this was not a dream. Like, I get it that there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on. And I get that that's maybe an angle, but just stop it with that. Like, she said that about like four books in the friggin' semester. Oh, so I will put this out. My was sophomore English teacher, Paraskovakis, Ms. Paraskovakis, was great. But I just remember this because she was so tired of us. We were... <laughs> reading To Kill a Mockingbird, and she's like, you guys are only picking up the general. Yep. Like, you guys aren't even trying. Yeah. So she made this whole thing about how when Atticus's glasses fall off when he has his gun and he steps on his glasses, that was him crushing his internal integrity because he knew he had to... And I'm just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you Don't really worry. think Harper Lee was thinking that when she wrote it? And it makes you wonder, do the authors really... I don't know. I think I sometimes think do. sometimes it it does. Sometimes, sure. I don't think probably not always. I, I think sometimes people look a little too far into things, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This girl, everything was <laughs> Is it a, dream? a symbol. Maybe everything was a symbol. You know what? Half these people got high. Yeah, right. They're doing. They're writing books on LSD. Sure, I got anyway. that. All right. So Sorry, way long tangent. If you're at this book chat, it's very cute how they are going back and forth and there's a lot of good chemistry. I'm sort of like, though, when do I get to fucking talk? Yes! <laughs> they just took over the book chat. It's like Mary and Adam's podcast, and that's, like, irritating. <laughs> very irritating, because I came prepared. 
dumbass, let me speak. Exactly. And But I would have busted my way in there at some sure. point. Sure, yeah, no, absolutely. I probably would have been saying Well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you're both full of shit. Yeah. Because I've done some research on H.G. Wells. Right. Let me tell you what he was really thinking. If you guys are done, the rest <laughs> of us can maybe get a word in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't I'll notice, start. though, it was like... More people were at this book chat than any of the than the first one we see. So I'm like, maybe people are there just to see this Adam guy. Yeah, there's like 20 fools at this one where there were like eight people at the other one. Because most of them, and let's face it, most of them saw the Tom Cruise movie and didn't <laughs> read the book. Poor word. So at the we end of it, <laughs> Tyler goes, you guys were perfect together, which gives everyone pause. Yes. Because they freak out. And it's the most obvious pause. It was so it weird. It's so obvious. So and the love like, is starting, and that's how we know. I already kind of like you, even though I find you annoying, because you don't like coffee exactly. shops. Exactly. You don't like books. <laughs> so now... <laughs> so now... He's going to dinner at the parents' house, because Tyler's like, oh, you should come to dinner because at our parents' any house. any guy in their mid-30s mm-hmm. would die to go home. With the bookstore owner that he might think is doable, might not. <laughs> Let me go meet her parents just to see what she's going to be like. That's right. In 20 years. And future MBA brother. <laughs> what? Let's go. And this is where I did write in my notes, why does her hair look so matronly like a wig? <laughs> it does. I noticed that too. I don't know if it was the lighting at the family dinners. Because she was, like, there's at least one more time that she's sitting there at the table when she's frustrated and they, like, dump everything to the parents. Yeah. Where I felt like that. Her hair looks plastic. It looks so wiggish. It's the weirdest thing. And her hair looked like that and she's all that, too. But I think it was because her hair was short and they made, they gave her, like, extensions. You could tell, obviously, at the beginning. Um, but this was just, like, a whole other level of wigness. Anyway, um, so they... Uh, they're at dinner. We find out Adam's a foster child. Um, cool. He's been in the system and all that kind of stuff. And that, again, we Let's feel... Let's just drop that load right here. Yeah, this was... That was kind family of a weird thing to drop at time. family dinner. It's not your own family. It's kind of odd. Well, you don't um, have one. And I love... <laughs> right. Yeah, true. And I love how Mary's dad was so friggin' paternalistic. Well, you should be very proud of what you've accomplished. Like, okay, yep. so here's the thing. Anybody who who works hard to become something, a professional hockey player, a bookstore owner, a whatever, should be proud of what they've accomplished. Yeah. So it's like because You're he was adult. in the foster care system, he should be proud of what he accomplished. Like, that was just no. like the most, like, it was just... Kind of condescending. Condescending. That's exactly the word I was looking for. It's the most condescending comment. I was just like, okay, freaking douche. Here's my rule. <laughs> if you're an adult and you pay your own bills, be you proud. Be proud of yeah. Because, listen, if you work at Walmart as a CSM, you do not want to work at Walmart as a CSM. Right. But you're doing it because you got to pay the bills. Right. So, be, be proud. proud of what you've accomplished. Um, so, um, Adam and the brother are in the kitchen. They're, like, doing dishes. Adam and the friend. Oh, Adam and the friend. <laughs> no, Adam and Tyler are in the kitchen at the parents' oh, house. Oh, that yeah, brother. Mary's okay. brother. Sorry. And they're kind of dishing about Mary a little bit. Yeah, because and, guys talk like this. Yeah, right. Totally. Totally. Your brother just starts dishing about you to your would-be significant... To I don't the guy know. guy that apparently love interest. hates you. Like, wouldn't a brother be a little bit more protective? We know he doesn't hate her anymore. Um, but, you know, she's always loved books, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that... I mean, I don't know. He's just kind of telling him about Mary in the kitchen. Meanwhile, the next day, Mary and the PR lady are having a coffee walk and chat... 
And they sort of end up talking a little bit about, um, like, her and Adam. I don't know if they talk about her and Adam or they just kind of talk about, like... You guys are spending a lot of time together. Yeah, right. Well, that's because you're making us. Right. Like, you're putting us together in all these different situations to do all these different activities. The one thing that kind of bothered me is the... Well, yeah. The brother is like, well, Mary just likes all these romance all these famous romances and all these books and no guy can match mm. the the guys in the books. So that's just, that's Mary's love life. Okay. That my brother, <laughs> My brother wouldn't know. But my brother is not gonna... No, no. Tell you that. No. First of all, I don't think he would know. Mm-mm. B, I'm not gonna tell some guy about that. Unless my brother's trying to hook me up with some guy, which... Nope. Then I have some... I want to know what the motivation is behind this. Right. Right. Yeah, this is making sense. So we get to... Back to the ice rink where um, Adam is with his friend who's on the team. And his friend's sort of like giving him a little bit of shit about liking Mary, you know? Because he's like, oh, you know... um, Oh, he needs someone who can stand up to him. And I'm like, yeah, okay, because that makes all the sparks fly. Um, (laughs) But anyway, like... So he's giving him shit. And um, so they go to the sister-in-law's house. Or sorry, she's not the sister-in-law. His friend's house, because his friend now goes on the road. And uh, they go over to watch the the hockey game. And of course Mary's invited, because now she's part of the family. Yeah, why? This has nothing to do with PR for the bookstore. No, like, it's just an excuse to hang out together now at this point is all they're doing. Yes, it's weird. So, and of course, again, he's she sees him with the kid, and he's got his arm around this kid who's like two or three, and it is the cutest thing in the world. So her, her ovaries are probably on fire at this yeah, point. Yeah, mine were. Mine were screaming. Fiery. <laughs> but honestly, this blouse she is wearing to this oh, hockey game, it. it is the most. It looks like she is going to a business dinner. <laughs> Not a casual hockey game at somebody's house. Like, why not just like a t-shirt, a t-shirt or a sweater, like a like a random sweater, like a like a casual sweater. She you has went to college. I'm sure you have a college sweatshirt. How about a work? How about a cute workout outfit? You know, get your Lululemon on. She's got this fucking blouse she know what that is, is buttoned up to her neck. This is it is like a friggin' mock turtleneck blouse that is all blousey. On first of all, you're just wearing a blouse. <laughs> Okay, right, you're having an issue. <laughs> Just save the blouses for the you're week. You're either doing the pencil skirt days. or you're doing the leisure wear. Like, pick do one it. and go for it. Well, just know when to wear what's appropriate. Just like a Christmas prince. Mm-hmm. My gosh, those chucks. In the kingdom. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All of it. So They make the wardrobe people. They're not winning any awards for costume design. She, she just needs to find a casual lane and, and get in it. Um, <laughs> anyway, he takes her to play hockey. This is kind of cute. Where they get it on was, the hockey. I would yeah. try to, this is very believable for me. Me too. Totally. I would like... He's like trying to get her to hit the puck. Yeah. She hits it the wrong direction. But she is so excited that she hits it. Yeah. And I am totally with her. And it was so funny because she's like, can I just celebrate this? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was super just cute. don't take my moment. And then she fell when she was jumping yeah. up and down on the totally. ice in the skates. Which would totally be me. Oh, I wouldn't have ever made it to where the puck is. I've never been on ice skates. I don't know how that shit's going to fly. It was great. That was so great. Um, um, at one point, 
point, and I don't know exactly, it might be the next day, because mm-hmm. you remember more. I watched this last night, and I obviously don't remember much. <laughs> um, but he asked her at some point, like, if she has a boyfriend. It, it's not that blatant, but they talk about it, and he right. asks a question. And I'm thinking to myself, you've been spending an awful lot of time with her. If she had a boyfriend, <laughs> don't you think you'd realize it by now? You went to family dinner with her. Her mom wouldn't have busted that out. Listen, if there was a Barton in her life. Oh, my God. Barton. <laughs> he damn sure would have known it by now. You know she's a crazy cat lady with books. And if she had a boyfriend, do you think that she that her boyfriend would be okay with her hanging out with Hockey Hunk? No. That's not no. going to happen. Oh, he would have been there. Oh, he would have been there. He would have been there. Mm. All up in your grill, homeboy. Anyway, anyway. And more Tom Sawyer stuff. They do this float for this community event. Yes, yes. And it's this, and I also have to bring up this too. Um, they have this the the hockey team that Adam is coaching. Mm-hmm. There's one kid on the hockey team that keeps that has a name. His name is Noah. Right. And he keeps being brought up, and I feel like he's the token in the movie. <laughs> the token child. He's white, so he's not a token black person or a token Latino, but it's like, he's the token kid who's looking for a father figure in his life because yep. he doesn't have one. I see that. And Adam's going to step in and be that. He's, and Adam's going to disappoint him at some point. Like, you feel like that setup yeah. is there. Yeah. No, it's totally there because, yeah, he just comes up too many times. I'm like, really? I'm just like, this kid again? All right. <laughs> Over yeah. him. But yeah, oh, but they have a conversation, Mary and Adam, about like futures and having kids. That's part of the float thing, right? They're yeah. building this float. And, and she tells because him. Because that's obvious conversation yeah. when you're going well, to do a race. And then the thing that she says to him that's so like freaking weird is, oh, you'd be a great dad. Yes. I did put that. All you all have known job. him for like four days. <laughs> Maybe it's two weeks at this point. I don't, you know, again, this happens over a four-week yeah, period. It's all going very weeks. fast. This would typically be a two-day point for a, a regular home movie. So <laughs> right, we're going two weeks. We're two weeks into this but one. Yeah. Rachel Lee Cook was like, listen, we're going to make this shit more believable if I'm the executive producer. A little bit. So, you'd be a great dad. What in the world has yeah. pointed to this? screaming at, at referees? <laughs> Is that your first thing? The telling the kid that trouble's cool? Yeah. Like, I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And I think we see that sweet side of him. Yeah. Well, and she does thing. say. I think you can tell any person you'd be a great mom or a great dad without even knowing. Right. Because most people, when they find out they're going to be a parent, are actually going to try. I just. They don't give up until about year three. I just can't imagine fixing my lips to say that to somebody that I don't know at all. Or, you know, that I don't that I don't know well enough to even have that type of conversation. Like, it's just odd. Like, But, but you're I just, trying to apply reality. And also, I just wouldn't <laughs> say that to someone. True. I also just wouldn't say that to someone because I wouldn't want them to think that I'm thinking of them like that. You know what I mean? Like, where's your yeah. game, girl? Like, don't say to somebody, I think you'd be I a great dad. Like, I, I didn't even pick all of that. It felt so desperate at the same sweet, time. sweet, but very awkward. Yes. Just yes. too many cards on the table. Pull some well, of that, that shit point, back it, it, into the deck. you feel like your ovaries are talking for you. Put it back in the box. Yeah, like I just, I can't do it. Anyway, it's just very odd. Um, um, but so she is... the sled that they do, they, they make the sled that looks like the raft from Tom and Huck. Yes. Because we have to ride this out now. Yes, we are in this, deep in this Tom and Huck thing. But I love 
how awkward she is and oh she's God. so scared to get on this sled and it's it a makes freaking me sled. but it makes me laugh like she makes herself so awkward she that does. it's so believable how scared and awkward she is she's, she's just like ah. the best part for me was they do the scene so they they do the scene where they get in the sled and of course Noah who doesn't have a dad and his mom's too busy mm-hmm. so they invite him to be on the sled because mm-hmm she's scared and so Noah's Noah the kid sitting next to to Mary and like Reagan says they do these scenes like like they have a dash cam in this cart mm-hmm. or sled or whatever which is super awkward but then they pan and you see the people standing next to this course and the terrified faces as they run out of the way of their sled because it's going so fast guys this is straight up going 4.5 miles an hour <laughs> You and can, I love it. I think it's, you're right, it's the most believable scene because they're probably like, Mary's in a float. Mary's going faster than Mary's ever been. Mary's flailing around like something's on fire inside there. Let's run away. You could basically just step out of the way. <laughs> it's not going that fast. Like a hop, skip, and a jump. And listen, when I did, the couple times I did ski, I did almost run down a family of four. <laughs> it was going a lot faster than this shit was going. It was on the bunny slope. I just remember being like, watch out! Pretty sure I was like 15. It was so funny. Anyway, but I was going faster than these freaking people in this sled. Like, those people, they were in real danger. These people in the movie, not so much. feet down maybe a 5% graded slope. Like, it is ridiculous. And then they fall over, and she's all excited because yes. it was great. Of course it's fun. Yeah. Because, you, yeah. yeah. I just can't just, even do that. It was it was a fun scene. It was very fun. It was needed. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh my gosh, these people have no lives. <clears throat> no, this is like... And this happens in Denver. Over-dramatized to the max. Yeah, we're going to point out that this is downtown Denver now. So, <laughs> Mary and Adam now are taking a little night walk. Uh, it's nighttime now, I guess. And they're just talking about how much fun they had. And they have this, like, super awkward little moment in front of her apartment yeah. where, like, it's... It's normally the do I kiss her or do I not kiss her. Or it's almost the do I ask him if he wants to come in for, yes. like, coffee or something. And then she doesn't do it and he, like, doesn't ask and, like, whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? It's just, like, point, really awkward. They've, they've shaken hands. <laughs> That's all the touching they've done, really. Because yeah. the fingertips, man. That's right. That shit's hot. Straight way to an orgasm. <laughs> So the next day at the bookstore, the PR lady. So again, this this fine ass PR lady is walking around. She's all suited up, and we're just supposed to pretend like she's not hot. Um, like you, we all know that Mary's brother Tyler has already been all up in that, right? <laughs> or he's got plans to be yes. faux show. Well, and you know what? If you want to do that, I would say you go for that Tyler because she is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jason, I mean that in the most. Jason, we need to talk. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) so there's a very dramatic moment here because Mary, even though her brother has been running these damn numbers all this time telling her, we are in trouble, we are in trouble, mayday, mayday, (laughs) smoke signals and shit, SOS, that the business is going down. It's in the Mary has run the numbers. (laughs) This is the first time apparently Mary's run the numbers, even though she's been running the freaking place. First time. And she has decided that if this 40th anniversary party does not work, 
which is in like two days or whatever it is, like they're going down. They have to close the business. They have to close the business. They have to close the store. Because again, you wait until the last <laughs> to hire a PR person and do anything to turn your business around. In a month. That's all you got. Because, and they have to have a 40-year lease on this place because why would they have to shut the door? Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So, Mary. Small business loan. Do you, you're a, a woman-owned company. Never mind. Right? I need yeah, to stop. Just stop. Just stop. Fannie Mae. I don't know. Somebody. Freddie Mac. So. Oh, because <laughs> they're reputable. <laughs> That's true. And I think those are for homes. Anyway. So. <laughs> So Adam and Mary are going around the town putting up flyers about the bookstore um, and or about the 40th anniversary party. And he's like, you know, why haven't you, why weren't you up front about the, you know, how, how deeply, it, you know, either in debt or whatever, you know, how bad things were. And, um, you know, it's a lot of this, like, I'm going to make sure you're fine. We're going to make sure you're fine. Um, Which could be something genuine. No, totally. Totally. That, like, I just, you know, I'm going to be here with you. Yeah. I know yeah. it's scary, but I'm here with you. Yeah. It could also be mansplaining. Yeah. I mean, I didn't take it so much as like, don't you worry, like patting her on the head type of thing. But it was just kind of that like, there was a little bit of a Captain yeah. save them in this. Like, do you have to? <laughs> the thing that I think to? is nice, but at least when he does things to help her. He doesn't tell her. Yeah. He doesn't ask. No, he just does things. he doesn't tell her. Right. And he doesn't make a big deal about it afterwards. Yes, that's very true. Because he just does it. That's very true. Yeah. Which to me is a stand-up guy. Yeah. Because that means he's doing it for the right reason. Right. Because he wants to get in bookstore ladies' fans. He does. (laughs) End of the day. I mean, at this point in the movie, he's already thinking about it. We know that. Well, he probably thought about it the first thing. Like, yeah, she's going to give me a cup of coffee and she's a bitch. But, yeah, you know. she's kind of cute, though. Um, She'd be good. Never mind. Anyway, so she kind of asks a coy question about Erica. I think she's trying to get a little bit of information about where what that's about. Um, and then he ends up asking her to dinner under the pretense of figuring out the podcast and other business stuff. Yes. So the anniversary party. Yes. That's what we're going to talk the about big, the party. I forget the term that they use now, but it's like the big deal, the big idea. Yeah. Well, the live podcast that they're going to do too. Well, they're going to do that, but isn't yeah. it like the showstopper? They were trying to figure Is out there? what that was. Oh, that's right. What's going to be the showstopper? Yeah. They yeah, were yeah, trying yeah. to figure that out. Totally. So they have this dinner. Dinner plans. Mm-hmm. He's off shooting hockey with his buddy. Yep. And then Erica calls. Dun dun dun. Yes. I need to see you right now. <sighs> yeah, and he's like got this plan with Mary. He's like, but I have, I, I I can't. And she's like, well, if you want your job, you got to. Well, yeah. So there's the piece about. So there's the thing about tonight where he's going out with Mary, and so he's like, well, I'll be there. I just need to make a phone call. He calls Mary. She is wearing the most sparkling fucking sweater I've ever seen in my entire life. She is wearing like a black sequin sweater to go out to dinner Jane with the school. Jane would have approved. <laughs> but anyway, he calls her to tell her, I'm going to be like late. And she's like, well, we don't have to go. Like, <laughs> she like gets her ass on her shoulders about it. I'm just like... Dude, he even said, I don't have to cancel. Like, I'm just yeah. saying, like, I might be late. And she's and like, not well, why don't, don't we just not go? <laughs> want to go. It's because 
I got this thing. He's and it's work. He's totally he explain you know what frustrates me sometimes about these movies is where people don't explain everything. And so you're like, man, if you just said exactly what was going on, the other person on the other end would get it and understand. He actually does that. He tells her, Erica called me into this meeting. It's about like the team and stuff. I don't think like I'm not going to be there on time, but we can still go. I just need to figure out like how long I'm going to be like it's he's yeah. very transparent about the whole thing. And let's how many of us would have loved that at some point in our lives? Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Like because most most people don't. It, no, it's like of course a text. they also don't have writers writing the lines. For them, right. But, but it's like a text. It's like, I'm going to be late. Like, yeah. <laughs> or can't go. Like, yeah. Not like I'm there's no why. Well, there's no late? reason. Anyway. I don't, know. I don't know. But you don't get the I don't know until 40 minutes after your date was supposed to start. <laughs> that has never happened to me, ever. Yeah. Nope, not at all. Every day. <laughs> So, crazy cat lady who needs everything to be on her schedule is like, let's just cancel. Because, like, I guess... she's disappointed. She's like... Yeah. I think she's worried to have her hopes up. Yes, very much. That's true. That's and actually let's And exactly I think we've it. all done this at some point in our lives. Again, not to this extreme, mind you. They're making fun of this. But we all get our hopes up about something that we tell ourselves not to. So then any little thing that disturbs it, it's like this big deal. Right. Or maybe right. just me because I'm a little overdramatic. No, no, no. So I, I get it. Up. So she's like, you know what? We don't have to. You know, it's like you feel like you're imposing on the person to like make them rush or whatever. Right. So she's like, you know what? We don't have to do it. And he's like, okay, well all right, well, let's cancel. Because he's not sure how long he's going to be and whatever. So he's like, okay, well, we'll do it another time. You know, like he's yeah. totally, the intentions are there and they're good. So he goes into Erica's office and Erica's like, well, so here's the deal. If you want to get back on the team, fine. But you've got to come to this like thing on Saturday. It's like they're, it's like a dinner or Which whatever. Bullshit on, but yeah. Yeah. You got all this, we got to come to this thing on Saturday and be a part of it and, and speak and whatever. And you have to and he's apologize. Like, oh, yes, and you have to apologize. And he's fine with everything. He's like, fine, I'll apologize. Like, he doesn't have a problem with anything except for the fact that it's on Saturday. Yeah, he's totally cool with it. And he's like, when is it? And she's like, Saturday. And he's... Here's the problem I have. <clears throat> Erica sends him to the PR woman. The team is paying the PR woman. The team is paying for the 40th anniversary party. How does Erica, who's paying for all of this shit, not know when the damn party is? Or, and this is where I don't know if they're if they left it open ended again because they're not sure where they're going with Erica. Right. That she's doing this purposely because she feels like he's getting too close to the book woman, or not. I mean, it I ends up not yeah. being that, but right. it's just like, no, women are great managers. Right. We do not forget shit. Right. Tell me, tell me how she didn't know that. You know, I to me. I don't think she knew because, like, she's she's just not involved in all the stuff that's going on with the bookstore. You know what I mean? She knows that she sent him to the PR lady to get his his image rehabbed. Everything, all the details around how he's doing it, she don't know about that. She's just like, okay, oh, what? You're doing this? Oh, what? You're doing that? Great. Fine. Whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't think she's intimately involved in all the details of how he's getting his image rehabbed. She just knows that. He's doing it through the PR lady. Fine. She just sends her a check. Well, but, but again then, don't you think if you're going to have a dinner and invite, tell him he has to come and apologize, you would tell the PR person? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of know. broken links here. All right. <laughs> we know that's going to happen, Rob. Rob's giving me the eye roll. 
Move the hell on, woman. All right, I'm done. <laughs> so there's an awkward family dinner at Mary's parents. So Mary doesn't know any of this yet. I mean, Adam's the, the whole dilemma is that Adam's got to tell Mary this, but we'll get there. So there's an awkward dinner because Mary finally tells her parents, this is really where we're at with mm -hmm. the business. It's dire. It's not good. Um, and they're super supportive. They're like, yeah. look, you think we ordered, we ordered, you think we own this bookstore for 40 years and didn't have bad, you know, yeah. years or didn't have it. bad times. We get it. Right. Like, and it's not your fault. And yeah. if it closes, it closes. Exactly. It's not because you failed, which is, I think, awesome of parents. Yeah. But she could have had this conversation so much earlier and not been like so freaking stressed. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have a movie. True. Procrastination. This movie is brought to us by procrastination. <laughs> Procrastination and uptightness. Yes. Dun, dun, Again, dun. say what you the need to say. You know. Say what you need to say. Um, so, dad runs into Adam at the bookstore. And totally overshares. Totally overshares. <laughs> the, I'm going to act like I'm your dad now. That is the main ingredient one, in every movie is oversharing. Yes. We had one dinner, and I feel like I feel like I'm your father now because you were in the foster care system, so that means you have no male role model. But and it's obvious you want to get in my daughter's pants, so. The dad, though, so much of like, you've had such a positive impact on Mary. All the things she's doing right now, she wouldn't have done without your influence. That is such a crock of shit. Like, I was like, yo, dad. Like, and I, I really don't think it was him. I think it was Janet with a J. Really? Oh, well, yeah, true. That oh, you made mean, her do it. That made her yeah. do it, yeah. It had nothing to do with the guy. Yeah, no. It was just like, why is it? Her dad is just blowing sunshine up this hockey player's ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, just because he wants, like, free season tickets or something. Like, <laughs> back up, dad. He's just selling Mary out, like, so hard. I thought that was so dumb. Oh, he's totally putting his daughter Inflating out his he ego. Wants he wants season tickets. Daddy I told you. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and the corniness. So, she finds him at the hockey rink. Because he, mm -hmm. asked, him, he asked her to meet him there. Completely Adam. corny. Yes. Um, but wonderful. It was like, I mean, this was a good I appreciate scene. The scene. This was a great scene where he tells her about the whole conditional VIP event tomorrow, same day as the bookstore stuff. And she's like, you have to go to that. Like yeah. she doesn't like stomp off like a two year old and be like, you're not coming to my events. You're terrible. You know what I mean? And like making it all about her. Like she realizes the reality of the situation, right? Well, yeah, He's a hockey player. Yeah, I'm doing this for mine. Exactly. And I've got to do this without you after you leave anyway. Right. Exactly. There's no Same indication story. that they're going to like stay there together, be there together or whatever. So time for her to succeed or fail on her own. Absolutely. But the, he's up front. And so yes. many of these movies in the past, yes. the guy, like, always tends to, well, let me try and do both. Yeah, and or hold back details or some kind of or something. blow it off completely. Yeah. So then the person's like, well, why didn't you tell me that part? Or why didn't, yeah. you know, there's always unanswered so question, Which I think is good. And she leaves and she does, she does leave in tears a bit. She doesn't let him see her cry, which I appreciated. Um, but she does leave, you know, she's emotional. Well, of she's upset. And because, yeah, he was like sharing in this experience with her and she felt like she had a teammate in this, like, and I think putting it all together. probably felt like, oh, I at least have till, you know, tomorrow with him. Exactly. True. Yeah. With the hot guy. Exactly. That I dream about. So PR lady, who is still smoking hot. Um, of course. He's, she's got her trending on social media. So, you know, next day at the bookstore, everything's going really well, right? There's tons of people in the bookstore. Everything's awesome. 
the, kind of the letdown though is that Adam's not there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the kid, that one no. damn kid. Where's Adam? <laughs> he actually has to work. At some point, somebody's gonna I be like, "I don't have a dad anymore." <laughs> somebody's gonna be like, "Look, Noah." <laughs> Like, Life's full of disappointments, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. The sooner you learn that, the better. <laughs> Completely. Anyway, that's my that's my harsh reality part. But anyway, um, so she's trending on social media. Everybody's there. And um, we get to Adam, right, who's at his event. He's at his event. He's, sp- he, you know, he's suited up. He's actually meeting and greeting people. Yes. See, episode eight. He's not socially inept. Um, he but does look pretty handsome. He looks very nice in his suit. Well, you know me. We've talked about this. I love a man in a suit. So yeah, just he had, he had a little bit more facial hair. Suits cover all life. manners of sins. <laughs> including beards. <laughs> not including beards. But anyway, he, he, he has a little more beard than I would like on a man. But it's not it's not a no-go for me. Okay. Just yeah. All right, I'm good just letting that. you know. So he's <laughs> up on stage, and or no, he's not up on stage. Erica's up on stage actually, talking, yeah, talking, and she's sort of introducing him basically. So he gets up on stage, and he starts talking about you know. So oh, I actually like the scene too because mm-hmm. so it's at nighttime. She's actually at her live podcast, which they do outside. Which I'm like, why are they doing this outside? It's so damn cold. But <laughs> anyway. Why not do it in the bookstore where people would be in the bookstore seeing books? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> before we start, the, before we get into this part, this oh is yeah, the key part. Sorry. I just wanted to, even though she's disappointed that Adam's not there, she was talking to the Janet, and Janet's like, you know, while well, Adam did this whole big thing, but he didn't want to. He was going to tell you tonight because this is our oh, big showstopper yeah. thing. Yep. And so she gets this scarf, and it's a scarf with the Denver logo on it for mm-hmm. the hockey team. And on the other side, it's the bookstore logo. And basically, he has set it up so that the bookstore is um, the sponsor for one of the next home games for the hockey team yeah. and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, that's what he did that was really nice. And again, brilliant. Doesn't tell her to boast about it. Right. And just does it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely awesome. Yeah, he doesn't like come up bragging about, did you see the scarves? <laughs> like, yes. Just... Like, you see what I did for you? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Me... You owe me now. No, just yeah. kidding. Um, but yeah, no, totally good point. I forgot all about that. The anyway. Scarf. Oh, so I just wrote back. the scarf thing in my notes. <laughs> oh. That's and, probably and... why. So uh, they're both giving speeches. So they're he's at his event. She's at her live podcast. And she's sort of introducing the podcast um, that, that they're going to do live out in the square or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they're both like, it's like juxtaposing their two speeches and, you know, it's just kind of like, he's coming into this like mature side of himself where he realizes, you know, kind of how he needs to be. And she's also realizing that she's got to like break out of her whateverness yeah, and let yeah, let go and, and try new things and all this other kind of stuff. And, it's really great because it kind of shows how both of them have grown through this relationship with each other. In three weeks. In three weeks. <laughs> Complete life changing. So. Hey, it only takes 21 days. What's super cool is that Adam, who's on stage, decides that because the whole thing is that if he doesn't stay at this event, he may not stay on the team. Yeah. So he says, you know what? And through all this, I sort of realize what's important and I have to go. 
And so he starts leaving and Erica, of course, runs after him. And this is where we're not sure, right? Yeah, like, we're really this, not sure. She and, could really douche out right here. And everyone hates him for leaving except, right. his, except his bromance buddy. Right, exactly. He's yeah, like he, clapping. He's doing a slow clap. Because... <laughs> Because that's what you do. You clap for your man. He does this, like, douchey slow clap. It's so odd. But um, that's a douche. He is kind of a douche. So she's like, listen, I told you, like, if you leave, I can't guarantee that you're going to be on the team. And he's like, well, then you know what? That's the chance I'm going to take. You know what I mean? Like, come on, you know? Mm -hmm. And she's like, all right, go, you know? Um, because she knows why he's going. And she knows it's... And you see the growth in him. Yes. And this is where we also know that she's cool, you know. She's mm -hmm. not harboring any feelings towards him, which thanks Hallmark for at least giving her, giving us a character like her who is female and not typically jealous or yes. like um, vindictive and that yeah, kind of thing. Because she's in the power position and she doesn't use it for evil. Thank you. Um, yeah. We appreciate that. So Adam, and this is what I said to Jason, he gets back to that book chat, <laughs> that live book chat. He pops up like a playa playa. <laughs> he totally does. He does, and right? he owns it. He owns it. He's got his 10-piece suit on. <laughs> he is. He is just up there, and she turns around, and she's so happy to see him. And I loved this moment. Sorry, I get they this. They totally make out on stage. Yeah, and I, it worked. Like their makeout was very cute. It didn't mm -hmm. feel like awkward or gross. It was just. It was perfectly appropriate. And like, because they kind of, they do their little banter a little bit about whatever they're talking about. The book. The book. Oh, yeah, because they're doing um, Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer, that's right. And so they Big banter shot. a bit about the book. Right. And then they, you know, I can't remember what the line is that they say beforehand. It doesn't before they matter. Kiss. It doesn't matter. But they kiss. Um, and you know what? And Jason and I were talking about this at the end. What's great about this, and even Love on the Slopes too, is that they're not engaged, they're not getting married, they're just freaking agreeing to date. <laughs> yeah. And that, They kissed each other. Yeah, that helps the, actually the believability of the movie, that just like, we just get the sense that these two people are going to try and make it work in a regular dating relationship, mm -hmm. and that well, is that's okay. that's what I said, it's, he had a corny entrance, they're making it on stage, oh my god, but I smiled through the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of those, I don't know. Yeah. Though I will point out, because this drove me nuts, the very next thing that popped up before the credits was the commercial for the one winter weekend, Winterfest, and I'm like, oh, we're back to the three A's of being in love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. It only took one winter weekend. Although that movie has a black couple in it, so anyway, but we won't. We're not going to cover that one, because we just... I don't think because we have more room for Because we don't believe that you should that. fall in love in three days. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I really think it's unhealthy. Word. <laughs> Word. It's going to lead to some divorce lawyer getting rich over you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, let's go through our stuff. Cheese factor. Very cheesy. But I think cheesy in a good way. Cheesy in a good, in the best way. Yeah, like a four. I really liked this movie. Believability. I felt like this was, okay, the only, the only parts that sort of to me um rock the believability are like that they're on the front page of the newspaper 
in Denver, which is like, okay. If this in was, a sleepy <laughs> suburb town? If yes, this was but, Littleton, Colorado, fine, sure. But this is Denver, Colorado. There's some murders or some friggin' political mayor, mayoral races or something that would really trump this story. One would hope. <laughs> Please, Denver, tell me that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so I don't know. Believability. It's I don't know. It's maybe it's like a three. I don't know. It's but I think the situation itself could happen. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Rehabbing. Uh, I'm gonna go images. With like a two and a half to three. All right. Fine. Chemistry. They had great chemistry. Great chemistry. I give them a five for chemistry. Yeah. I feel like there's been almost no better chemistry in any of the other movies that we've seen. But I, I like think Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart. They actually they did are a good funny. Kid. And Joe yeah. Law and that Emily girl, <laughs> Emily Hampshire is her actual name. They had good chemistry too. But these guys, they're no. a five yeah, for sure. They're definitely a five. Stereotypes. Oh, stereotypes. <sighs> Just the crazy the dumb, cat lady. Crazy cat lady. Dumb <laughs> with jock. Books. Complete dumb job. Yeah. And I hate that. The kid who runs around trying to find the dad. <laughs> figure be my daddy so just just some of that kind of stuff diversity was there any well just the just the pr lady smoking hot indian pr lady but we're supposed to believe she's just what a white person with a tan yes yes so (laughs) not so much here's probably a two at this point i've been giving points just for having someone who has another ethnicity yeah but no i'm gonna call shame that's true let's you're not getting a diversity point until you acknowledge that they are another race. That's actually very true. Because um, that's yeah, driving me nuts. Maybe Love on the Slopes gets a minus because they blurred out they a blurred black out person. Black <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> They're never going to live that shit down. Not in, not in my book. All right. And then, so overall, glasses of Prosecco. On this one, I'm going four out of five on this one. Yeah, I agree. Because it was enjoyable to watch. It was so fun to watch. And they were cute. very cute. And it ended well. And I liked a lot of the banter. It wasn't too pokey. It didn't piss me off. There yeah. was no pinky rings. No. The banter was very good between them. Like, it, they had some good little moments. Even the coffee part at the beginning that you were so annoyed by, I actually kind of liked their exchange. I thought it was funny. Because it was quick. They made it funny. But... And they were witty. You know, mm-hmm. they were witty little quirks and quips and stuff that they had between them. So I thought it was cute. So yeah, um, really beyond this, we are We're heading into Valentine's. We are heading into Day. Valentine's. Yes, this is going to be pretty pretty awesome. Can't wait to see what's on uh, what's on deck for Valentine's. I'm sure they've probably got the list of movies up, so we'll have to take a look at that and decide which ones we want to tackle. I hope there's some really cheesy, crazy stuff to do. Yes, if you guys have a favorite oh. that you watch for whatever reason, good, bad, or otherwise, um, feel free to send us an email. Yes. Happily never after pod at gmail.com. Absolutely. Hit us on Instagram. You can DS, uh, DM us on Instagram at uh, happily never after pod. That's our account handle. Yeah. yeah. All right. Look us up and we will see you next time. All right, guys. It's been amazing doing Winterfest for you. We'll, uh, we'll catch you next time on happily never after. 